Well, if there's ever going to be an ironic title to a podcast episode, it's this one. Uh, Because today I want to talk about the idea of saying too much while I talk by myself for an extended period. (laughs) So hence the irony. But I think I think there's something to be said here. No pun intended. I guess that's going to happen a lot in this episode, guys. But there's a lot to be said here because I can definitely relate. All right. And when you couple all of this with the idea of the modern social condition, which has to do with social media and uh, the technology of, of conveying and communicating and in all of that, uh, we, we can sort of ascertain where the problem sort of lies and why it's always exasperated by everything on a daily basis. What do I mean? Well, I mean the concept of over-communicating, which is not only a, a psychological sort of reaction to things that uh, is related to many other type of behaviors and conditions, but in general, even when we're not having a psychological episode or um, responding to trauma or something like that, there's a tendency to say too much. There really is. Now, I know most of you have experienced the idea of somebody via social media or text message or whatever, email. Uh, the idea of someone ghosting you is very common. And we know this is common because people talk about it and we see all the memes and everything about ghosting, 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 and particularly in the dating world. But in general, we talk about being ghosted. So it sounds like maybe we have a pervasive problem of lack of communication. I would say that we do. But for those of you who are like me, who feel like you over-communicate and you overstate things and you don't know when to shut up, basically, this one's for you. And I've thought about this for a little bit. It's not completely clear, so you'll need to bear with me on, on, on this episode. But I've been trying to sort of figure out what causes me to over-communicate. Like, for example, I'll receive a text from somebody. They're a friend. You know, maybe not a super, super close friend that I've known you know, in real life for some time, but somebody that I know online. These days, a lot of us have hundreds of people that we quote our friends with, etc. but just somebody that I know a little bit and they ask me something, maybe it's work-related. Maybe they just ask me how I've been and uh, something reminded me, uh, reminded them of me or whatever, something very, very basic. And so my general response, not a specific thing to say, but in general, I will over-communicate this. And I will, you know, overstay that welcome, as it were, in the text message. I don't generally, um, how do I put this? I don't feel like I'm being overbearing, but it has come to my attention that I have been. And this is not something brand new that I figured out today or this week. It's ongoing for a while. And I have to remind myself of this. It's not just about overbearing or bothering somebody. That's the sort of the main reason why we don't want to overstay our welcome. That welcome being that, that, you know, that invitation to enter an exchange, huh? text message in person, email, phone call, whatever. You have to kind of read the room and know when to step away from it. And that makes sense. And that's something that I, I practice okay on. But where my issue lies is, or not where the issue, but one issue. Um, when you overstate things, when you talk too much, there's too much to remember, especially if it's unnecessary. I want to equate this with something that might sound a little sinister, okay? I'm going to equate this with the idea of, that people will tell you, don't lie 
Because the more you lie, the more you have to remember. Said another way, if you always tell the truth, you don't have to remember anything, right? What does that mean? That means that if you are lying to somebody, if you tell someone, oh, no, I can't do that right now because I'm not home. I'm across town. Let's say you are at home. That was a quote, a little white lie, but now you're across town in that person's eyes. And if the conversation comes up later that day or the next day or the next week, and you do not you know, corroborate with your story that you are across town, the person knows you lied and that just looks bad. And of course, this can be far, far more malicious uh, type of deceit, even in simple white lies of not being available um, are no big deal or relatively no big deal. They still make you look bad and it hurts your reputation and all that. But I'm going to equate that. that. That's pretty obvious. But when you say too much, you have to remember too much. And usually there's a lot of details in there that aren't necessary to the exchange. Not always, but oftentimes there's a lot of details in there that are just simply not necessary to the exchange. And one of the things that I think anyway, that we can learn from this is to pause before we respond and think about what is necessary to say and what is not including in real life, including in person. Now, the pause in person shouldn't be 30 or 40 seconds. I think that'll be weird. But you can just think for a minute and buy time if you need to and think about what do I need to respond with? What's the best thing to respond? Yes, even simply something social. It doesn't have to be business. It doesn't have to be some kind of literal answer. It doesn't have to be a transactionary kind of thing. It can just be a simple response. Think about it. Think about what's necessary, what's not. And think about what's the gracious way to continue and then end this exchange when it needs to end. Now, we all have, there's a parenthesis here, we all have close homies, or at least we should, right? We have one or two or 10 close friends and we sit around, we shoot the shit with them forever. We laugh until we pee ourselves. And that's different. That There's, there's just like an energy there and there's an exchange that's very um, symbiotic and very, you know, it flows nice. Okay. There's, there's something there. And that's why there are close friends, but the vast majority of people we know aren't like that. Now it's not to say that we should be overbearing to our close friends too, but you know what I'm saying? So what I mean to say about all of this is that knowing your, your limit on when to talk and when to stop what you're saying is not always easy, but we have to acknowledge, are we doing that? And what are What's, well, how's it hurting us? Well, lying is an obvious one. Little white lies, we have to remember them. We get stressed out about it because we forgot one. Now we look bad. We don't want that. But little white truths that are not necessary can also create like extra burden in a communication, in an exchange, and something in your head. Some, you might mention something that you didn't need to mention, but now you've started an entire new exchange with this person. If you're like me, and part of your neurodivergence causes you to over-communicate. What happens sometimes is that you go into subjects that don't need to be brought up at that point, at that moment, or at all with this person. You think you're being friendly, and you might be, and you think you're being productive and useful, and you might be, right? But we have to remember, like the quote says, helpful people are a nuisance. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but what I mean is don't try to be helpful. Don't try to inject things about your thoughts, your advice, or have you ever found yourself, for example, I have, uh, inviting somebody, whether figurative or literally, into something of yours, into your life or an event or something that you didn't really intend to, but a simple exchange snowballed into that because you didn't shut up. 
And that sounds like a, like a sitcom situation, but it happens relatively frequently. Little simple things like, oh, yeah, no, well, if you need anything else, let me know, you know, whatever. <laughs> you don't want to continue that. You see, this is the hard balance here, guys. Lies we don't want to do. People that we don't want to talk to because they're unpleasant, pretty obvious, so we need to get away from them. But like this podcast always talks about, it's those gray areas. Someone who doesn't necessarily annoy you, but you don't need to open that door as wide as perhaps you have. It's not an organic thing if you're just babbling, if you're just talking too much. You're opening too much. The other person could go, oh, okay then. I didn't anticipate that, but cool. But you didn't really want that. That's not a lie necessarily, but it's an unnecessary thing. So that's what we're trying to convey today is understand that it's easy to make decisions on the end extremes. We always talk about that. You love someone, you get along with them great, that's easy. You hate someone or they bother you and offend you, that's easy, relatively speaking. It's that gray area, that middle ground. And that's important right now in 2023 and onward because we have so many interactions and we have so many connections with so many people because of social media. This gives us an enormous amount of people that we connect with on a regular basis, right? The vast majority of them are in that gray area, middle groove. I know them, but that's about it. And inviting everyone into your space as if they're a close friend is a mistake. It really is because then it's too much burden. And then what happens is that you have created too many social engagements for yourself. Everybody's different. Some people really thrive on, on being social and some people really thrive on the opposite on not being social. But if you push yourself past your threshold because you don't know when to shut up, when you don't know when to scale back and not say so much, you're going to be overwhelmed. And then you take something that looks and seems on the surface positive. And then you have to cut it severely. And you should. You should if you need to for your own mental health. But the other side is going to go, well, what happened? Everything was cool. And, and now you, you shut down completely. That's not always the case. But sometimes, the, the, the again, that middle ground, that gray area with people, not the people you hate, not the people you love, somewhere in the middle, they don't understand what happened. And you cut them off. It can happen to you. Someone cuts you off because they did this minimize your communication say things that are useful purposeful at that moment let any relationship between you and this person i don't mean romantic let any relationship between you and this person evolve organically if it's going to do not force it i understand that sometimes we have business relationships and we're trying to create a sale or create a customer or to enhance a client's experience and get them to to book you more, hire you more, whatever the case may be. And there's a little bit of, you know, a little bit of talk and uh, <laughs> I don't want to say manipulation, but there's some encouragement, right? That happens sometimes. I get that. Run your business. If you're a talker, quote unquote, run your business. I am mostly talking about social things because putting ourselves in social obligations is, is something that people have done for forever and causes stress. But with social media, with this all, all this communication that we have nowadays, not just now, but for a while now, for many years now, um, we overwhelm ourselves by saying too much. Now, I know I've been talking for like 10 minutes and there's no one else to talk to here. No one's listening to me or <laughs> no one's across the table from me. It's just me. So I am talking a lot, but I'm trying to frame this in multiple ways to see if one of them connects with you. It's going to be a short episode. We're about to wrap it up, but I want you to consider that. Are you saying too much? Not too much like, oops, I let out a secret. That's, that's an issue. You don't want that. You're violating trust there. That's a problem. But too much in just unnecessary. 
consider that. Do, do they need to know all of this? Not really. Does it matter? No. Am I potentially causing a future engagements to be more than I want them to be? Probably. That's what I mean. Now, I'm telling you this in earnest because I do this. Okay. Those of you who have spoken to me or text me regularly have experienced me doing this. <laughs> okay. And it's not like I do it, um, you know, just absolutely, you know, it's not so problematic. That's all the time, literally every time, but I can tell when it's happening and I've been learning, especially in the last year or two to scale it back, scale it back. Think about what you're going to say. Think about what's important to reply. What is not say only what's really needed and then let it go. It's okay. It's okay. You do not need to do this. Okay. That's going to help you become more mentally sort of stable and secure with your interactions and engagements with others, especially if you're like me, like I said, some sort of neurodivergence where social engagement can cause a lot of anxiety. Um, if you know how to keep those barriers up, push the boundaries out just by shutting the hell up, um, it can really make a big, big difference in your just overall life satisfaction because you're not creating future engagements for yourself. And the best way to do it is to pause and think and think about the 17 things you want to say, but say just the one. If you have a text or an email or a DM, that's very easy. You can pause for as long as you need to realistically and then reply in person. Your pause shouldn't be too long because that would get weird, <laughs> but pause to think about what's necessary. And I promise you, you're going to be a lot happier with that engagement right then and with future engagements with that person and everyone else.